Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This weekly radio program is brought to you by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We now invite you to stay tuned for our message this morning. Welcome, listening friends, to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. I'm Elder Joe Nettles, and I also welcome you on behalf of one of my best friends in the world, Elder David Wise, and we both endeavor to pastor Primitive Baptist Churches. And I pastor Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church at 40283 Wolf Road in Caledonia, Mississippi, and he pastors Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church at 11 Staten Road, in, near Ackerman, Mississippi, right there on Highway 15 in between Matheson and Ackerman. You can't miss it right on the highway, and they will just love to welcome you with open arms, as we would also at Sulphur Springs. We invite you to go to the website that services this broadcast, gospel-of-grace.com. You'll find archived messages, church locator, frequently asked questions, wonderful resources. We invite you to visit that. And also, while you're there, Send us an email. Uh, let us know that you're listening. Ask a question or give a criticism. Anyway, we would love to know that you're listening. We also invite you to download download for either an Apple or an Android device, free of charge, Grace Alone Radio. That's an app that uh, gives 24-7 internet radio, primitive Baptist broadcasting, uh, and we heartily endorse the value and the merit of that uh, radio app. So it's Grace Alone Radio. Uh, we also uh, meet every Wednesday evening in Starkville, Mississippi at 6 p.m. in the facility of New Covenant Church. That's located at 200 West Garrard Road. It's spelled Garrard, G-A-R-R-A-R-D, but it's pronounced Garrard. 200 West Garrard Road in Starkville, Mississippi, and we invite you to come and join us for worship, 6 p.m. every Wednesday evening. Uh, today we uh, are continuing on with message regarding the indispensable grace of the Lord and Savior Christ in our lives, and right after this uh, wonderful hymn, we'll be back with today's message.
Thank you so much for staying tuned with us here at the Gospel of Grace Radio Broadcast. I'm your friend, Elder Joe Nettles, and uh, we appreciate you being here and hope that you'll pray for us and hope that we'll be able to bring you a message today that will be honoring to the Lord first. And if so, if you're a child of his, it'll be edifying to you as well. So during this uh, series of messages regarding indispensable grace, we've spoken how badly, how uh, just ultimately, we are totally dependent upon the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ for being protected from natural perils and being able to pray, being protected from the evils of evil and wicked men. Uh, regarding our provision, how badly we need just our daily bread, we need the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. How badly we need him in worship, that we can't even worship him uh, without his grace and his power being worked within us. And the faith that he has given us to offer up unto him, it's the gift of God, it's the sacrifice that we give up unto him. And we only have it because it is the gift of God to us. He has gifted it to us so that we might offer it back up to him. You see, we are greatly in need of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in every respect. Now, <clears throat> we also want to continue talking about how badly we need grace in revelation. That is an understanding things of spiritual nature. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 uh, he told us, for the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. Neither can he, for they are spiritually discerned. Uh, he went on before that to say, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither the heart understand the things which God had prepared for them that love him. You see, for us to be able to understand those things, they have to be revealed unto us by his spirit. So, we read for you from Ephesians chapter one, verses 15 through 20, how that the Lord has given, uh, how Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. Now this was a believing baptized church, but here Paul was still praying that the Lord would open their eyes more, would open their ears more, would shine light unto them more brightly, that they might evolve and understand and grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ in a higher order and in a better way. We read for you from Matthew chapter 11, how that it pleased the father to hide spiritual things from those who count themselves as wise and prudent in this world, but yet he has revealed them unto babes. And friends, I'm here to tell you today, if you're sitting under the sound of my voice and you have a love for the Lord Jesus Christ because you feel convicted over your sinfulness, then I've got good news for you. You are a babe in Christ. You are one of his children. Uh, it was said uh, in Psalm 127 that a man is only happy uh, when he has his quiver full of his children. That's a picture of a, a quiver that is full of arrows and said, happy is the man uh, whose quiver is full. Well, friends, I'll tell you, we serve a happy, self-content God. And if you believe these things today, then it shows that you're one of his arrows, one of his children, and you are safe within the quiver. That is, you're safe within the saving, everlasting arms of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But yet, even so, we still want to learn more, right? We still want to have more manifest unto us, and we need the Lord's grace in doing that. Notice that the Lord must grant vision. True, we've just talk, spoken about that. But he also must grant clearer vision. And that's what Paul was praying for the saints at Ephesus, that they would get, receive a clearer vision, that they would be able to see more. You see, in Luke chapter 24, those disciples on the road to Emmaus, they were already saved. 
They already had Jesus in their hearts, but the problem is their minds had corrupted them. They had become deceived. They had become um, discouraged. They had forgotten the things that they had learned regarding the resurrecting power of the Lord, that he is truly the Savior, that he is the King of glory. Well, see, we can do that from time to time. Uh, John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 11, we see that John the Baptist was down in a prison being cast there by Herod. And what? Here he was discouraged. And he sent one of his disciples to ask of Christ, is it you whom we seek or should we seek another? You see, we can get in that state, being saved and bound for heaven, bought by the blood of Jesus, we can still in our minds become deceived and we need a higher level of vision, of clarity to be able to see and to know these things. Another example, uh, Simon Peter, Peter, the apostle Peter, he was saved. He was bound for heaven. I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 16 had, had plainly told him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. You see, Peter had already received the new birth. He'd already received spiritual vision. God, the father from heaven had uh, inundated him with enough knowledge to be able to see that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He was a saved man. But the problem is he was a man who was fraught with human weaknesses such as we are. And he went on to deny the Lord Jesus Christ thrice and he agonized in great tears and angst. You see, friends, so we need repentance and we need a higher vision and we need to be prayerful for that. And it takes the Lord's grace for us to have that. Let's look at, at a uh, account from Mark chapter 8. During the ministry of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he came to a place called Bethsaida. And he had an exchange here with a man who was badly in need of vision. And then we're going to see he was badly in need of a higher vision or more clarity. And I believe, my friends, we see in this account, we see a living picture of physical things, of physical blindness, and of giving of physical sight. We see this as being emblematic of how God deals with his people in giving spiritual life and increased spiritual vision. Okay, so keep that in mind as we learn about this today. In Mark chapter 8, verse 22, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and he led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town. Now, what do we see taking place here? It was a man who had no physical vision, and until the Lord came and put his spittle upon his eyes, he was not able to see. Friends, that is emulative of how the Lord deals with us in a spiritual manner. You see, uh, when we're not born again the Spirit of God, when we're void of the very essence of God within us, uh, his Spirit within us, you see, we're totally blind, totally, totally blind to sin totally blind to our need of Christ, totally blind to the glories of the Lord. We just are unable to see. We don't want to see. I mean, you could offer Jesus Christ with a million dollar bonus check and all wicked men would want would be the million dollar bonus check. 
Okay, they wouldn't want Christ. You can't make a man want something. That has to come from his motive of the will within him, of his nature within him. So uh, men who are not born again of the Spirit of God, you can't convince them. You just can't do it. In Isaiah 26, 10, I believe it says, let favor be shown unto the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. You can show him all the favor, all the grace in the world from you, but yet unless the Lord does something for him, there's no way that he'll learn, desire righteousness. In Romans chapter eight, it said that the, the mind is enmity against the law of God. The natural mind, the carnal mind is enmity that means it's an enemy against the righteous law of God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So see, we can't convince men to love Christ. Christ must convince men to love him. Christ must do that through the working of his Holy Spirit in their hearts. So here, what we see was Jesus Christ took of his own person, some of his spittle, and he placed it upon those cold, dead, physical eyes. And friends, if you ever came to the point, uh, as it was said, I once was blind, but now I see. As uh, John Newton wrote in Amazing Grace, if you've ever had that experience, my friends, it's because at some point in your life, God took his essence of his being and placed it within you. <clears throat> and so the natural is now much more than the natural. Though you still have that natural being about you, yet within you is now something spiritual, something from heaven itself, from above the third heaven, as it were, straight from God in the new birth. So after the Lord Jesus Christ placed of his essence on this man's eyes, this man was now being able to see. And what was he able to see though? He said, I see men as trees walking. <clears throat> now we know men are not, not like trees and trees don't walk. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing a man who, though he is able to see, though he's able to see light refracted, though he now has the capacity and the ability to be able to see things. Oh, and the things he was able to see far greater than utter blindness. Amen. I mean, wonderful. This is a miraculous power that took place in him, but yet his perspective is skewed. Yet he's not able to see clearly the things that he needs to be able to see. So was he just left in this state? Well, some people just tend to stagnate like Paul wrote to the Hebrew brethren in, in Hebrews chapter six, how uh, that you know they sh uh, at the end of Hebrews five and then into Hebrews chapter six that uh, though they should be teachers of these things, yet they need to learn the first rudimentary things of Christ. They're not growing in their knowledge. Friends, we need to be prayerful every day that the Lord would give us more grace that we might be able to see and know and grow in the Word of God. There's so much there. I've read through the word of God uh, at least uh, six or seven times. Uh, and I know that's not, a, it should have been many, many more times. Here I am 51 years old. And I'm ashamed to say I've only read through the Bible like seven times from cover to cover. But it's my obligation. It's my joyful obligation and commitment to do it every single year for the rest of my life. And every year I see more and higher and more beautiful things in the word of God. I'll tell you that word of God is so much greater than Tom Sawyer or War and Peace. Because you read those books, it may take you one or two readings and you've pretty much got it licked. But the word of God is continually growing and moving, my friends, because the Lord gives us greater light in it the more that we seek after him. So here this man was able to see, but this man saw men as trees walking. His, his vision was blurry. It was skewed. He needed to see things more clearly, right? Well, you, here we read 
<clears throat> that that still took Jesus Christ. And after that, he put his hands again upon his eyes. Notice he didn't put spittle on his eyes again because when a man is born again of the Spirit of God, which this uh, is emblematic of, symbolic of, he never has to be born again again. You can't lose that everlasting life. You'll be converted many times from error to truth. We trust, but I'll tell you, being regenerated only happens one time. Just like you're only born into this world one time, you're only born again in the Spirit of God one time. So here he didn't put spittle on his eyes again, but it did take his power. It took his presence to touch this man that this man might be able to see things with more clarity. And oh, what wonderful things he was about to see. And after that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. And I praise God to know that the very first one that he saw with clarity was the face of his savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't wait to go to glory and that be my experience. I can't wait to look upon the face of my precious redeemer who has done so much for me. And oh, if I'm ready, to, if I see my dad, my grandmother, uh, Elder Melvin Myers, my father in ministry, Elder Randy Myers, Elder Cecil Easterling, uh, my Aunt Margie. Oh, so many of these people, my loved ones of old. Oh, uh, Sister Sister Hazel Reed, if I'm able to see her in glory. Oh, yes, I will see them and I'll rejoice. But first and foremost, my friends, we'll all be looking at the face of our Redeemer. And if we look at each other, we'll just be seeing his glories within each and every one of us. And we'll love one another so purely. Oh, I can't wait to go to glory. So he was made to see clearly. He sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town. Now friends, <clears throat> I'm glad that I'm not just left to see ministries walking but I'm able to see more clearly the face of my Savior. Now, I've got a long way to go. If any man ever thinks that he's grown as much as he can grow, then that man needs to be very fearful and repent and pray for repentance and pray the Lord forgive him and give him more grace that he might be able to see Jesus Christ more clearly. We mentioned earlier from the uh, account of the uh, travelers on the road to Emmaus after the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Notice in Luke chapter 24, in this account, it says, and it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them and their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. Now see, these were children of God because notice earlier when they weren't able to see Jesus Christ clearly, when Jesus Christ was preaching his own gospel, beginning uh, the law uh, of Moses and carrying on with the preaching of Jesus. Let me tell you something, my friends, that's a sermon I'd love to hear. And I'll tell you, I can't wait to glory to hear that message, to hear that sermon in fullness. Oh, just to hear Jesus Christ be able to preach his own gospel, what a glory that would be. But see, these men were walking with him and though their eyes were beholden from being able to see that it was Jesus with whom they were walking, yet what was their testimony at that time? Even when they weren't able to see clearly, even when they needed greater vision, said, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? I, I love the way that's worded. Did not our heart burn within us? You see, my friends, how glorious it was that when 
two or more gathered together in the name of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ comes in the midst, it turns from being individual hearts and the Lord will give you a special, mystical, supernatural, Holy Ghost experience where you all have one heart. Oh, when you're together in the congregation of loving, Jesus-fearing people and they're singing praises and the Holy Spirit to his name. Oh, it's wonderful to be able to feel that you are one heartbeat, that you are one in Jesus Christ. I love that fidelity. Praise God. He said, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened us the scriptures here under the sound of Jesus' preaching, although they didn't realize it was Jesus, their hearts were burning with joy and of the Holy Spirit because, my friends, the Holy Spirit was already in them. Otherwise, they couldn't understand spiritual things. See, they were born again people, but they needed to grow. They needed greater grace to be able to understand. And here, as Jesus gave to them, see, Jesus is still in the mix. Friends, if you're growing in grace, I want you to understand you didn't come to it on your own. Jesus is right there with you. As you read the word of God, Jesus is right there with you. As you're hearing the preaching of the gospel, Jesus is right there with you. As you're in your bower of prayer and you come to realize a greater peace that passes all understanding of this world, Jesus is right there with you. Oh, my friends, he's still with us today. He still gives us his grace. He still walks with us and talks with us and opens our, our eyes that sometimes get clouded by the carnality and the coldness and the apathy of this world, Jesus opens our eyes. Oh, my friends, they were made to see that it was Jesus. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem. Whatever business they had on that road to Emmaus, it was not as important as praising their Savior's name and reporting the wonderful things that he had done. And friends, I've got news for you today. If the Lord has given you a greater revelation, if the Lord is blessing you with that, tell somebody about it. Run, tell them, come and see. Let me tell you what my Savior has done for me. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Friends, it's a supernatural thing. That's right. You can't really draw a picture of it. and You can't paint it green. But I'll tell you what you can do for someone else whose heart has been touched by the Holy Spirit of God. If you tell them about your experience in Jesus Christ, then I trust that their hearts will become as that same heart and will burn within them. Oh, the glories of the Lord. Friends, I want you to understand that we need the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ so greatly. It's indispensable in all of our ways, not only in him we live and move and have our being, but also in being able to have a hope for heaven one day, to be able to walk by faith, to be able to eat a morsel of bread, breathe uh, a breath of air, and not be destroyed by wicked carnal men in this world. Friends, we're still here today because of his grace. Oh, his mercies, they're new every morning. Amen. Let's praise him for that. Let's rejoice in that. And let's continue to pray that he would give us greater enlightenment, a wisdom and revelation in understanding. It would be such a great joy for me to be used by the Lord to help you with that. Not only here on the radio broadcast, but we want you to come and visit our churches at Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church and also Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church or a Primitive Baptist Church near you where we strive together and pray together for a higher and a clearer vision in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just some you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours type of salvation religion. No, friends, there's something greater than that. Oh, and we pray for that. We long for that. And we try to expound for you 
a higher vision from the word of God. And with his spirit as your aid and by his grace, we trust that you can come and grow in grace and knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ with us at our churches. So we heartily invite you and pray to that end. Anyway, until we're able to speak with you again on such noble and wonderful subjects, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your community. To find a Primitive Baptist Church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find further contact information, you can visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com. You can also find our program on iTunes under podcast, entitled The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Radio Broadcast. If you listen and enjoy our program, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us by email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road, on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. We would love for you to come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We invite you to tune in again next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus.